You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, good morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice. Local news and talk. All I'm telling you is it snowed last night and the whole place fell apart. It's like, you know, we're, we're, we're off our traditional air right now. We're still streaming. I did check the stream, Matt, so we're good on the stream. Barney Brenner's here with his apple fritters from uh, hopefully Alvernon Donuts. Alvernon Donuts. We'll give him, I told him we'll give him a plug. The, um, definitely saw a bunch of snow on people's, um, people's cars coming in. Uh, one of my cars in the front of the house had snow on it this morning, so... It really we, we we had the Valentine's Day night snowing miracle, as we like to say. So, um, and then of course we had that horrible um, spill on I ten and Reader Road there, which was everyone's phone lit up with their emergency uh, their emergency thing that hits everyone, and it had shelter in place. Don't turn on your air conditioners. That was kind of wild. Hazmat alert. So nitric acid, Barney, you're my big brain. What do? What, tell me about nitric acid. That's what they're saying it was. <laughs> Don't breathe the stuff. Is it? Is 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 it? Is it absolutely a poisonous well, gas? Oh That's yeah. What I'm if you get enough, it's it's not like um, what happened in Bhopal, India, years ago. But if you get any kind of concentration, it screws with your lungs. Yep. The uh, and then of course we have uh, Pete Buttigieg working on the. Uh, Ten days later, on the on the Ohio situation, finally, finally acknowledged it in the last twenty four hours. He has some concern over it, which is great. So, I'm sure it'll just all work out in. What, what what was the story in Ohio? What, what's going on in the Ohio thing? What was the spill? They're talking about the river being uh, permanently. You know, that's a relative thing, but it's going to be damaged for years. And another one, we're talking, you know, evacuation, shelter in place. It's uh, the the uh, spill is two chemicals. One is vinyl chloride, poisonous stuff. And there are too many, a lot of things going on. Too many things. <laughs> we can talk about that, but I, I don't want to go off on a tangent. Well, it's, it's okay. So let's do a quick little rundown. Uh, who's calling in at 8 o'clock today? We have a gal by the name of Annabella Rockwell. Uh, she's got an amazing story, which starts by heading off to Mount Holyoke College, the oldest woman's college in the United States, uh, part of the Seven Sisters that were established in response to the fact that the Ivy League had a bunch of great colleges, but women couldn't go. Anyway... She went off to this college, and you know I'm a huge Dennis Prager fan, and one of his common statements is sending your kid off to college is like playing Russian roulette with their values. Well, this gal was badly victimized, and I caught a headline about her story in the Daily Signal about how someone was a victim of woke college and then their mom stepped in. So I'll give it that as okay. a tease. Amazing story. Nice. We got uh, Dan Shearer from the Green Valley News at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we're going to cover uh, today um, 
The number of uh, migrants apprehended just in the Texas-based border sections is uh, pretty wild. Uh, we'll get to uh, Buttigieg being concerned. We have a unbelievable uh, statement by the great Rochelle. Rochelle is back in the uh, in the headlines. Our girl, we missed her. You know her erotic journey from Milan to Minsk, as we say in Seinfeld. Um, she has a story about um, her response to a congressperson in an oversight hearing about the. Um, it was about that we talked about it last week, which was that collection of. 70 to 80 different studies showing that masks are useless when it comes to coronavirus. Or detrimental when it comes to the rest of your health. That's true, too. Correct. And so she has a line in here that is so full of arrogance that's just chef's kiss special, as we like to say. I know uh, a guy who looks like Barney named Dr. Robert Malone was supposed to be on yesterday. You guys actually hey, look you, very close. You bigot. You're saying all guys with gray hair and gray beards look the same? Uh, yes. Now, um, what I was going to say is that uh, he was supposed to call in. I think there was this, the PR company is kind of apologizing on a screw up here, so we're going to do it again. We're working on it. So he's like, and so she apologized to me profusely. Uh, we have uh, we already had the story about the uh, like twenty three districts uh, or schools, excuse me, in the Baltimore school system. They have zero p- kids at zero that can read. I'm going to give you the fifty three Illinois schools and what they can't do either. Heck, they couldn't bring in a ringer to kill that stat. Yeah, you are correct. <laughs> Nature Mag- Nature magazine has a, a story criticizing the World Health Organization because it's quietly abandoned any uh, investigation on the origins of the COVID breakout. So we don't we don't need to do that anymore. Uh, Ron DeSantis handles a reporter for pushing a fake narrative, and we'll probably play that probably in the second hour because we'll show how an adult that's not uh, you know can handle this as a Republican, as a conservative Republican, without going overboard. Which a few Republicans you just got to push back, yeah, and have a, and you got the facts on your side, yeah. So you give a couple of facts, you don't let them control the narrative, and they got nowhere to go. Well, and you don't have to be a total over the top jerk about it either, right? Calm and assertive, dog whisperer. I keep telling everybody, calm and assertive. Um, California lawmakers want to ban canines. And we'll talk about that. We got to get to this uh, balloon UFO thing we keep shooting down. And, they're they're uh, saying it's not necessarily even balloons. <laughs> so we got to get to that. Uh, we got the guy who stole $44,000 of jewelry out of Tucson malls. We'll get to that story. Uh, we'll get the, uh, the Pima Animal Control is seeing an increase in demand of people who just don't have enough money to take care of their dogs anymore. So you know what I would do if I was the city of Tucson? I would put an extra .75 cent per kilowatt charge on, uh, on the working poor of Tucson. Oh, wait, that's in the works. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think they should only tax uh, power that goes out over overhead lines. <laughs> ah, now you're talking. Wait a minute. <laughs> Um, we Over got, buried lines. Now there you go. Tax the buried lines. Oh, and we do have they to cost tr- more. And we do got to get to the um, Hobbs. This whole Doctor Cullen thing, right? The spin from Pima County right now and the governor is amazing. Can you say egg on your face? I mean, this shows you what a what how Katie Hobbs is not ready for prime time. Also, and we'll, 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 Barney and I will. 
we'll be going through that uh, strongly before it's all over. Uh, Terry Joe Naff over at the ADI uh, has a story about the Democrats who say hiding election uh, data from the public to protect voter privacy is horse crap. Right? This is the idea of ballot images and stuff, and they keep saying, oh, we can't have ballot images. Right? Protect us from ourselves. Correct. So we'll talk about that. Uh, hey, Matt, is is I-10 actually still closed at that area? The answer is yes. It is still closed. Okay. Uh, Colb Torita. Okay. Yep. All right. So what are they doing to get people around if you have to go that uh, way? So um, in connection with this, yeah, uh, Rita Road traffic is backed up, especially uh, um, Valencia between, say, Nexus and uh, Kolb. Okay. Very heavy traffic in Rita Road area. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that looks like the, it looks like they're routing them, you know, north on Rita and then um, or Houghton even, and um, well, it is closed at Rita. Okay, so Valencia between Nexus and Kolb is a mess. And it, and and our weather guy definitely snowed overnight, right? Heard lots of saw lots of reports on social media with photographic evidence, and of course your eyewitness account, <laughs> Mister Nesman, with photographic evidence. Yes, yes. Uh, it's also day after Valentine's Day, so that's breakup day songs. So you guys came strong on the waste book yesterday. So I did, I did some, I did the magic word of curating, curating. Uh, so um, you guys came. I, I didn't get to all of them. Maybe we will do a leftover breakup day tomorrow because you guys, of course, you guys are so hard, you guys came hot and heavy. You guys were good on the dedications, but of course they were hot and heavy on the breakup songs. I think there's something about human nature with all of this, but. Or you guys just have bad experiences in some of your relationships, but um, so we're going to uh, we're doing breakup songs today. If you want to add to it, love to have you. You know where to find us. Wake up Tucson comments at gmail dot com. Uh, one of the world's greatest groups, Asia. It's called Only Time Will Tell. Wake up Tucson, ten through the voice, local news and talk. This has so many applications after the last thirteen years of this show. Send in the clowns. Goulet. <laughs> Christy Simone, Barney Brenner, ESQ. It's breakup day. It's also 50% off your Valentine's Day chocolate day, so that's important too. So I'll be there later today getting Mrs. D your uh, 50 to 60% off chocolate. So Which you probably won't eat. I won't, but sh- she can enjoy it and the kids and neighbors. Bring so. it into the station. That's true. Maybe at that price, I'll bring one in for this. I'm going to get a heart for Matt. That's what I'm going to do. So, oh my lord, Chris, thank you. <laughs> he just brought in a. I gave Chris a kiss. A Hershey's kiss. So, <laughs> not that I'm going to eat it, but God bless him. There you go. So, uh, but thank you, Barney. Uh, so we were just talking about um, we. I, I, all these coincidences, Barney. Right? We have in the last what. We, would you say the last two or three years, or is yes. it longer than that? Is that, is that about right, timing-wise? Well, I've mentioned Michael Yan on the air. Anybody that doesn't subscribe or follow him, I would strongly suggest. I mean, we're talking uh, strong meat here. And if you... he I think, uh, Drop the background. I mean, most of the listeners have heard me say it, but he's a former Green Beret uh, investigative reporter the longest-term embedded military combat reporter in U.S. history, starting with Afghanistan in 01. But he goes where all the trouble spots in the world are, uh, spent most of 2019 in Hong Kong until the Chi-Coms threw him out. 
uh, went from there to all the cities burning in the U.S. in 2020. He's the best tea leaf reader I've ever seen. And he's been documenting how, you know, very well-trained Green Beret guy, and there's a background level of events that kind of blend. They're just on the edge of not being the background noise. And you mentioned off the air the food processing plants, the storage facilities, and now we're having these isolated, seemingly incidents, have one right here in Tucson. Don't know, a quick definitional tangent between overt, covert, and clandestine. Overt means a bridge blows up, you know who did it, they claim credit. Right. Covert, the bridge blows up, and you don't know who's responsible clandestine the bridge falls into the water you don't know if it's accidental or sabotage and you know the soviets had been past masters at that for literally a couple of centuries even under the czars and all of these you're events, not allowed to mention yuri bezmanov today i just want to tell you that <laughs> That's a standing order here. That, I know that. This is like playing that board game, you know, like that, that uh, game Taboo, right? Where you're supposed to, and you can't say certain words. <laughs> Barney's going to have to do a Barney's going to do a show without mentioning Yuri Bezmanov. Let's see if my, I saw you strap the wire he, to his finger. He said, I don't have to. I don't have to. You said him twice. I'm just saying. <laughs> so anyway, you know, event right here in Tucson, but an event in Ohio. Uh, near so, a town called East Palestine. So we know the chicken. The chickens are having. There's a there's, avi- there's an else. avian flu. And right? I've got really secondhand, but from a gal who firsthand raises chickens, reacted to this problem of all of a sudden the chickens are not laying eggs. What's going on? And I'll tell you, without giving you a tease on it, uh, you know, there's a saying that ain't chicken feed. Well, in this case. It is chicken feed. She changed her t- chicken's diet. Right. And they hadn't been laying or maybe one egg every couple of weeks. She made her own diet. She made her own chicken feed. Within a day or so, they're laying seven eggs a day again. So she was buying uh, not-so-great chicken feed that was purposely keeping the chickens from making eggs? Is we, that what you're saying? I wonder where the chicken feed originates. We didn't go there. But yes, there could be taints, a chemical deliberately, accidentally getting into food. I saw a metabolic. story that the uh, the feds were now introducing a new chicken flu vaccine for the chickens, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> What's next? Chickens with masks? I mean... There's, didn't you send me a picture of a chicken with a mask? Someone I, did. I didn't. Uh, so in the end, there just seems to be a lot of weird things going on in relation to when they say, well, supply chain, right? Well, some supply chain are due to bad economic uh, decisions by the federal government, right? With this, the stimulus money, right? The too much, uh, too much money chasing too few goods and all this stuff. And at the same time, we just got a lot of stuff blowing up. <laughs> well, there's a third deal going on because of regulations on trucking in, right. the, in the California ports. We've had hundreds of container ships just floating out there waiting to be offloaded. And first of all, they got to be offloaded by union people. 
but even the trucks that come in, they're forbidding trucks older than like, I think it's three years without this uh, certain emissions stuff in California. So they're taking a huge percentage, what, 40% or, or more of the available trucks out of the loop for unloading these goods. So you get a blip in the supply chain, it backs up and takes ages to work its way out. Let's go back to the Oracle. I don't know the Oracle up on Oracle, Al Melvin. Three things, right? Desal plant connected to a nuke plant, right? He wanted another nuclear plant and a desal plant for Arizona's water problems, right? Then at the same time, he said, we really need to develop a deep water port off of Guaymas, like really go in there and, and work with the Mexican government to do it. And let's stop, let's stop, let's start taking stuff away from Long Beach and LA. And that was also very prescient. Because no matter what problems you have with the Mexican government, they got to be better than Gavin Newsom. <laughs> oh gosh! Hold on, I, I, this is pretty. Uh, this is pretty unseemly. Me- I'm going to ding myself. Thank you. <laughs> I brought my sound machine as well, but when I just in case, thank you. You occasionally forget my, Bar- but- my, my, my Barney backup. What are you going to say? At buddy? least you know. You know who you have to pay, and you, have, you, you know the playing field is what I'm trying to say. And you know that you're not going to be sidetracked by regulations forever. You cough up a couple of bucks, done. We're smooth sailing I'm again. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's worth it. All right, let's go to break. It's uh, the day after Valentine's Day. It's breakup song day. This is the granddaddy of them. The granddaddy of them all in the wee small hours by Frank Sinatra. Is that for you, Ava Gardner? Rumbling, stumbling, and bumbling. Dan Shearer coming up next. Wake up. 6.34 in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. If you uh, don't listen on streaming and you're on the radio and you're not listening to this, we're not on the radio right now. Just want to let you guys know that. So it'll be fine. Tell your friends. (laughs) Tell some of your friends, hey, you got to. I sent a note back to Sharon. You got to listen on KVOI.com. There, it comes a point in time so where, easy. in the end, all of our listeners are, you know, if you're in the car, you're in the car. So the TuneIn app is is invaluable if you're in the car, okay? You can listen to it on your phone. If you can hook it through your thing, great. If not, you know, it's not that hard. Even if you're one of those people who, I'm not saying you need to be a, a technological genius. You go to kvoi.com. There's this giant thing on the right that says, listen live. And we come up in, like, super terrific stereo. I mean... <laughs> Matt, Matt's sexy husky voice last yesterday could have been even more Sounds amazing even better. on the stream. And then, so. if you miss all that, just go in and podcast it later in the day. That's possible. So let's go to the, the land of probably the best peanut butter buster, peanut buster parfaits in all of Arizona, Green Valley, Arizona. Dan Shearer. Good morning, sir. Had one over the weekend. Yes. Here we go. Had one over the weekend, baby. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? <laughs> First and foremost, great job on your interview with Dan Shearer. Uh, so, well, you're Dan Shearer with uh, Nano. Sorry, so, I'm so sure. I'm so flustered by the snow. Uh, by Chris Nanos on uh, Friday, and um, that was quite a weird roller coaster. You, you, you took a ride. You took with that young man. Uh, yeah, you know, it was odd first is that uh, poor Bill Buckmaster ended up in the dentist chair, so I was doing that one alone for 50 minutes, which is uh, longer than we normally, um, uh, you know, we'll have a guest on, but he was certainly uh, worth it, and he um, 
I, I thought he was uh, uh, gave us some stuff to chew on. I'll just say that. So. Well, beautiful, beautiful diplomat uh, Shearer oh, from. Uh, say. <laughs> he probably would have traded places, between, you know. Given <laughs> the difference, difference the between sheriff, me and the you, sheriff. yeah, yeah, that's that's me versus you, Chris. You are so, correct. Uh, yeah. I, I will. T- so a couple of things. It, the, I, I don't know if I heard, I missed the third part or not, but. Did you? You had so much meat on that bone. You you didn't even get to all of his officers being arrested. I don't think. No, we didn't get <laughs> to that part. It was um, it was certainly on the list. There were a couple of things I just could. I know, I know. Uh, the last part of it, though, we did talk about the shortages, and he had he was 150 uh, corrections officers shy of what he needs. 150. Uh, and and uh, hold and on, one more for that days. one. I know, I know. You're just going to have to do a part, duh. Oh, wait, that was part one. (laughs) was part duh. uh, Yeah, but uh, I'll tell you, he he came in ready to to answer the questions, and I appreciated that. I mean, uh, what I I didn't like. You're so cute when you say that. What I... He's trying to be One kind. Of to maintain his integrity, uh, that would be me. So we we um, what I what I didn't like was uh, the fact that uh, and told him this, and uh, we had some interaction after the the show also uh, by email. But he um, uh, he's got people dropping dead in the in the jail at at uh, pretty high rates, and people have made some comparisons to other other markets you know why are we losing so many and he just flat out said because everyone else is misreporting their numbers and that is an, a nice easy uh answer i i don't you know and I, I i guess it could be the case but the fact is you still have an awful lot of people who are you know walking in there and dying for lots of reasons uh and let's let's be honest here chris when you walk into the jail you um you have problems. You have big problems. And for most people, it's a drug issue. And it is not difficult to get drugs into uh, to a jail facility. That was one of the reports he sent me afterward, uh, after that interview. He was just, as an example, sharing with me what it is they catch coming in, and he sent me a report on it, and uh, how how it was caught, and uh, let's just say it's a family show, so I won't go into too All much right, so detail the, of where they found it. Now, that, I want to get to that because I want to get to the Egeta email, too, because <laughs> that's part of that discussion. So sure. what I wanted, I was I, I was I was listening to it on Monday morning before I came to the show, and I literally wanted a Dan Cam, okay? And the Dan Cam was just a focus on your face. Right when you asked him about the deaths, and he said, "Well, all these other people in the country, they they don't report their stuff right, right?" And I'm and he's the most transparent, is basically what he's saying, right? Which I thought right. was hilarious, right? That, that is that's accurate, right? Then when he said, "Well, you know, COVID got a bunch of them in 2021, right?" And then right. then this opens up a guy who literally lied to the board of supervisors about a guy dying from COVID, but it really was from a methadone mistreatment, right? So we got that. Right. I just wanted the Dan Cam right on your beautiful face. Now, right, right. So then we get to the part with the. So explain to everyone, please, Dan, the David Egeta email to Jan Lesher, please. Well, we're going after another story that doesn't matter right now. And I went and sometimes you're given a bunch of just an email dump, and I was going through them and just happened to find 
this one, um, which is not something we were going after specifically because I didn't know it existed. David Higuera, of course, is the chief of staff for Supervisor Matt Hines, and he flat out said um, that uh, jail employees are bringing drugs in, and that's that's the problem. They are the ones, uh, they're the source of the contraband, and it just flat out says this. And the context was the the firing of the medical officer for the jail, and Higuera thought that Nanos was pushing for that firing just to kind of cover his own butt on the fact that a lot of people were dropping dead in the jails. So, uh, and so is saying, look, you know, don't blame the medical director. The problem is the employees. Now, it's a heck of an accusation, and uh, it's, it's a pointed one. It also came up in a lawsuit filed in November against uh, the county over an inmate death uh, peripherally, uh, but it did come up. So uh, we talked about that and uh, just kind of kept hammering it away at it. And finally, Nano said, you know what? It could be. Maybe they are bringing in some of those drugs. So he's recognizing that uh, his people could be part of that problem, which is an honest answer. You have to say that. And I said, look, uh, they're not well paid, although they did recently get a a boost. um, And the morale is really low. It's ripe for abuse. And so you want to make a few extra bucks, maybe that's what you're, you're going to consider doing. Are they the sole source? No, uh, they're they're not. But Igera also said, boy, isn't it a surprise that these employees are not checked as they come to work uh, and uh, to make sure that they don't have contraband? Not that it wouldn't be still very easy to get stuff through. So they did just institute a um, a new policy where they have clear bags, kind of like we have to have at the airport, and so people can see through the bags as to what you have. And I said, well, you know, we're talking fentanyl pills. And he agreed. Yeah, you can stick those in your sock and you're through. So the clear bag to me is almost uh, worthless. Uh, But short of a complete body, you know, body uh, check, you know, body cavity search, I... I don't know that you're ever going to be able to um, uh, to, to clear the jails of contraband brought in by employees. And you already have people who have low morale. Now you want them to bend over and, and slap a rubber glove on. I, I, so my thing is, is that, okay, so there's, a, there's some fascinating, though, I don't know if I misheard this, but after, as you started pushing them on this after talking about the Yegeta email, all of a sudden he's like, oh, we're checking them now. Right, and I feel like that Seinfeld where Kramer says he's going to not talk ever again, and he keeps talking. He goes, no, "I'm going to start right now," right? Uh, and, and that was right. a joke. That was a joke. That was a it joke. Was, it, well, it was a policy that, uh, and I had to clarify: is it in place right now? And uh, if if it is in place right now, Chris, it's been in place for about a minute and a half. <laughs> so, uh, so it is. It is brand new. It, it, it is brand new. And so, but again, I think he's acknowledging, and we may not like to hear it, that, look, that can only be so uh, effective. And he's right. 
He's right on that. So, um, and again, I want to back up just a little bit because I am most certainly not pointing a finger at the jail employees. I'm saying that there are bad apples because every industry has bad apples. But are they the sole source? Well, of course not. Um, I have a friend in prison right now. Trust me, I hear all sorts of uh, uh, of stories on how contraband is um, is, is pushed around that place, and uh, you'd be you'd be shocked. So there are. Um, it's easy to get in there. He's dealing with a very, very tough problem. Sometimes he might be a little more reactionary than proactive, you know, getting in front of a problem. Um, but this is... Remember, he's the guy who pushed the vax mandate, right? <laughs> no, he, no, I, I get I that. I mean, he lost 35 to 80 employees right there. Right, and what we have to look at is not the number that came out uh, at the very end saying, okay, this amount separated from the county because they didn't want to get the vaccine because we know that several dozen people bounced out ahead of time in anticipation of having to get the vaccine. So that's where the real loss was. So yes, we did lose a lot of people, but again, let's come back to that number. So right now he says he's 150 employees short in the corrections uh, at the jail and 30 deputies. So so, so the question is, right, so in, in, in all of this, right, and yes, I, I appreciate that he honestly said it might be coming from my employees, okay? But here's the thing. So if you're, if you're a family member of someone who's put in the Pima County Jail and you have three or four times that your loved one has a, no matter what their problems is, a three to four times chance of dying than the average jail in America, and the answer is, Oh, this is, you know, I'm not saying we we need a, you know, body cavity search everybody. And with the death count that he's got going, right? You the, the, the oh, then he said that thing about I got 18-year-olds running a quarter million dollar piece of equipment that have been trained for 6 or 7 weeks. Right. right? Why is that an answer of competency? Right. Now, well, I think he's <laughs> well, I think he's speaking to what a lot of us are are going through in trying to hire employees who are you know, qualified for the job, then uh, actually can get through their probationary period and um, can, can, can end up doing it. But the real problem there wasn't necessarily the 18-year-old employees, but also the equipment itself. It's just not that high-tech. And, uh, you know, the, the, the honest answer is that if people want to get a hold of drugs in jail or prison, they're going to get a hold of drugs. It's just the way it is, and addicts want to get a hold of of drugs, and so it's a it's a tough position. I'm not letting him off the hook. I'm not saying there are things that can't be done, and I'm not certainly denying the fact that his rates seem to be a lot higher than other people's. But I'm just saying that drug addicts live for nothing more than getting a hold of drugs. My last question, and then we'll go to break and go on a couple other things. Uh, who runs the jail for Chris Nanos? I cannot remember the name. It used to be a woman named India Davis, um, and I, I, I can't is recall. It, is it Cameron? Uh, I don't know. They just had a new org chart put out about a week, week and a half ago. Okay. So I can go, I can go look at that. All right, let's go to break. We're hanging out with the great Dan Shearer, Green Valley News, Saharita Sun, Barney Chris, Esquire. We, I had to do this as yesterday morning. This is not a love song, Okay. This is a song about a guy who broke up or he's a stalker.
it's a stalker song. Even, even so, Sting in an interview, someone said came up to him and said, "Hey, we played this. At, this is our song at our wedding." And he goes, "Don't play it at your wedding." <laughs> Wake up, Tucson, ten thirty. Voice, local news and talk. All right, it's breakup songs here at the Wake Up Tucson show. The day after. Our tradition the day after uh, Valentine's Day. Let's get right back to our friend uh, Dan Shearer from the Green Valley News. Hey, uh, uh, Chris, I just sent you that new reorg chart from the Sheriff's Department. It came out on January 29th, and the head of the corrections is a guy named uh, Gerard Moretz. So they did rearrange a lot of things, and uh, you now have it. Okay, awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that, sir. I'm looking at it right now. Sure. Awesome. Um... The uh, I don't uh, let's let's move on. Give me give me give me give me give me give me a good classic Green Valley. We could uh, let's do Green Valley. There's other things we get into. You give want me, a feel good story today, don't give, you? Give, give me some about Green Valley. Give me some good local news from Green Valley. What do you got? You know, <laughs> Green Valley just won a uh, or Sarita <clears throat> just won a battle with the uh, Union Pacific Railroad. Uh, now the railroads, of course, own everything uh, because they can pretty much do what they want when they want, how they want. And we had a light that just uh, went in that the railroad said could not go hot just yet because it had some upgrades to a uh, to a railroad track they wanted to do. And we started having close calls and accidents. So it just had a head-on accident there because they couldn't make the light go hot, even though it's all set up there. You cannot make it go red, green, and yellow. And so the people rose up uh, with their pitchforks and torches, and uh, the Union Pacific came out, took a look at it, and said, okay, we'll let you have a blinking red and a blinking yellow light to prevent all these people from you know, playing bumper cars. It's a small community uh, news story that uh, is, is, is kind of good because it'll probably save people and, uh, on their insurance and some hospital visits and everything, but rarely do people win when they go up against the uh, the, the railroad because uh, like I said they kind of just rule the nation so that was a nice little feel good thing that if you live five feet outside of Green Valley and Sarita you don't care about oh I love those kind of stories I do I, I do want to take pull you back to another story though uh, and you and I talked about this off air last week a couple of times this uh, shooting at the at the with the rancher uh, right down in Keno Springs, and I know you guys have a paper down there, but uh, what 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 are we hearing? Because I know they they put him on a million dollar bail. He says he can't, you know, he's going to this screws his wife over because he's the guy who does the work on the ranch. What, right. What, what are you hearing about this? Well, the latest is that uh, they are saying in a court filing, uh, his his attorney that uh, he didn't do the shooting, uh, that he's not responsible for it, that he. Uh, had heard some shooting and um, earlier in the evening, and that uh, he went and found this body, but he is not um, responsible for it. So the Nogales International, which is our sister paper down there, has really been all over this, and uh, they've done some good reporting on it. There has not been kind of a an, an answer from the other side on this, but. Um, his defense attorney is saying uh, that he had encountered an armed group of men on his ranch earlier um, and that they are responsible. So we'll see 
we'll see where where this goes. By the way, I want to use this as an example of how the national press will jump all over something because it's kind of has that splash and pizzazz, but they will not follow a story all the way through. So we're left with the impression that the first thing reported is actually the truth has been fully adjudicated and that's it. And then we draw our impressions from that rather than following a case. This is not an hour-long drama on TV. This stuff takes time to roll out. So um, good journalists will stay on the story and keep reporting it. Everybody else will just come in the first day or two, report what they think is right, and move on. There are way too few. You know, I close the show. I mean, I close your interview by saying Dan Shearer, one of the best newsmen in the country, and then you got to qualify it. There are few genuine newsmen or journalists out there. Everybody's an editorialist and, you know, Uh, and they're not dogged. Like you say, they don't follow a story until the end. And last thing I'll say on that is the first reports of virtually every story you see in major media is wrong to some degree. Uh, Absolutely. And I wish we could drive home that point uh, because you're, you're, absolutely correct that a lot of the stuff is uh, whoever you know frankly gets there first and frames the issue or the event and then people walk away and say oh that's what happened well you'll be surprised uh so you got to stick with it to get the full uh, full truth and it takes time and it takes patience and a lot of times uh, uh we're just not seeing a lot of that in the media anymore so let's get to something real important pickleball okay so I covered a story earlier this week about how as uh, play, as uh, housing associations or areas are converting tennis courts or basketball courts into pickleball, the uh, neighbors are now getting pissed. We had the we had the the uh, over complaining Karens about how they can't uh, go outside and eat dinner on their patio anymore because they hear pickleball in the back. Is 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 what's going on in Green Valley with the invasion of pickleball on people's backyards? Are we are we getting that kind of Green Valley on Green Valley, pickleball violence yet? What's going on? Yeah, and it's been around for a little while. Pickleball is a loud sport. It's, it's you know, plunk, plunk, plunk. And it's it's uh, the equipment is being improved all the time, so they are dealing with that. But it's still there. It's uh, it's not the swoosh of tennis. It's, a, it's annoying, quite honestly. It used to be much more so because I've actually noticed that the equipment has improved to the point where the uh, the annoyance isn't there is so much. But yeah, if you live, you know, within X amount of distance from pickleball courts, you're going to hear it. And we've had that issue crop up a couple of times uh, in some of our, you know, some of our communities. But I will tell you the pickleball cadre is so strong, they always win. They'll just drown out the other people. um, And uh, we'll we'll win that we'll win that battle because it's so extraordinarily uh, popular. If you go to the listings, the sports listings, you'll see this on on weekends. You know, um, uh, nationally televised tournaments are you know it's it's just it's just out there because there's money there and money draws younger people and younger people make for a much more exciting sport. So pickleball is here to stay, at least for a little while. Uh, Matt said it right when we talked about this. The couple that was complaining because it was a converted tennis court is no one ever played tennis at the court near their house for the last 14 years. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the pickleballers come like, ah! yeah. 
Any, anything would be a distraction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's what we're seeing. Uh, so yeah, and we're seeing a lot of conversions. And like I mentioned last time, we actually have set up a pickleball court inside the fire station. So yeah, it's all over the place, man. All right, my friend. Thanks for a good job. Yeah. So what Thank if you. the trucks have to park outside? That's true. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Danny. Have a good day. Uh, Sergio sent me a picture. Inch and a half of snow on the ground up in Catalina. Wella, wella, wella. It's rocking out there. So when we come back, Barney and I are going to talk about the Dr. Cullen rejection at the Senate and the rookie racist governor and how she's a mess, too. Oh, and the spin coming from the county and the media. Wake up.